Roll for initiative. Welcome to the Honor Roll Podcast, the podcast that helps you level up your role-playing game. Tabletop, Lark, Mush, and everything in between. We're not better gamers than you, we just all have different experiences to share. And maybe we can help you have more fun at your game, because the only way to win at a role-playing game is to, to have, have fun. fun. I'm Ryan, I am the curmudgeon, and joining me as always is Carrie, the legend. I am the legend. And Ooh. Jason, the favorite. Yes. Before we get into gaming, let's talk about <laughs> our Patreon. We have a Patreon that helps us uh, pay the pay the bills. Pay the bills. Pay, sometimes the money's got to go to the man. <laughs> Damn the man. Damn hey, look. Man. Save the empire Damn by becoming man. a patron <laughs> at patreon.com slash podcast. And you get free stuff. You can get books, postcards, yeah. art prints, yeah. things like that. And uh, if you do it at a high enough level, you also get... Uh, shout out on the podcast every week, or even uh, one of your characters might call into the show, and and what? we'll we'll talk to them. We haven't done one of those in forever. Yeah, yeah. you know, at the thousand dollar level, Carrie makes you a complete set of magic tokens with her Inktober stuff. Oh, is is that what happens at a thousand? Oh, okay. Based on your I, yeah, family. I like that. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> at a thousand dollars, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll make, make it work. It right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's do our shout outs then. Who do we have? Joel Eastland. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Do we like Joel? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I do. Who else? Ryan Martin. He just had his big changeling game. I know yeah. he posted he, pictures. I'm glad Ryan. he posted pictures. What's with Scarf Man? I think I that's he's a scarf. He's knitted. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I want to know. I, somebody needs to spin that yarn and tell us what uh, the you trying to come up with another pun? No, trying I'm just thinking, like, would it be Knitted Man? That could be good. That's what I would say. The Knitted Man? The Knitted Man. I don't know. Is he armed with a kniffy? Oh. He's yeah. knitted to this role. Right. Who Drew else? Stevens! <laughs> oh, Drew. We don't have any puns for you. No. Sorry. Yeah. Joe Hind. Lost Colonies LARP yeah. in the D.C. area. Everybody yeah. should go check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've also got Ryan Galeato out uh, on the West Coast doing Byways LARP. Yes. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. What about Salim Halubi? Halubi, sorry. Uh, God, I'll get it one day. Man. He's he's uh, Getting also, closer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about Noah Coltrane? It's interesting that you would ask that question. Noah has actually been traveling this week. Oh. Yeah, he is in Lincoln, New Hampshire. What? That's right. What's he, he is, doing there? He's seeing Clark's Bears. Is that like what? a team or a kind of bear it's or a, a candy bar? It's it's an adventure, Jason. Okay. <laughs> he's he's off seeing Clark's Bears. In fact, he's actually uh, filling in. His buddy, the Wolfman, is sick. And so, what? So he is actually filling in for the Wolfman. Uh, but that's okay. You know, uh, he's not as as mean as the Wolfman. As people think, you know. The Wolfman's not as mean, or Noah's not as mean? You know, an interesting thing about the Wolfman is that science has never fully cataloged all the parasitic creatures that inhabit his his beard. Okay. What is going on, Noah? And and with with the Wolfman being out of town visiting kin, (laughs) Noah is filling in. Uh, you know, and, and it's... Uh, as a wolfman? As as one of the, the you know... I mean, somebody's got to do it. Wolfman I mean, understudy. Next year, he's going to fill in as Mothman. Oh. 
maybe so. Maybe so. So no, wait, we got one what? more. What? There's more. I can't there is there's more. more. You forgot, She is coming to visit this weekend. This coming weekend, and yes. you know, here's a special yeah. treat: is that Jason is actually going to be not on the show next Yay! week. It's a treat because he's going to be working. That's right. Uh, but Sarah rah, 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 mm-hmm. is going to going to jump in and fill the slot for him. And, yeah, and so I'll have a lot less to edit. It's going to be great. That's true. <laughs> If you'd like a shout-out, we'd love to give you one, and you can get one by helping us keep the show on the air by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. So, I hate that you always edit out my songs. You know, it's it's because they're just they're too long. Okay, that's fair. Well, when last we left our intrepid adventurers, <laughs> we were sitting here at this table recording a podcast, and of course now we're back sitting at this table recording a podcast. Yep, the same one. And what have I been doing? Well, yeah. I've been working on a top-secret project that I can't That project about. is top-secret? That actually is a secret. Yeah. Uh, it sounds um, cool, though. So, yeah, I have been approached by people who I can't talk about. To, about things you can't talk to about? To do a thing that I can't tell you on a project that I can't talk about. But can, it's pretty cool. Can will you, you be credited about for it, it later? So I will be credited for it. So it's not, like that not a Wendy's project. Okay, I was going to say, it's not like when you wrote for Wendy's. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, but my it goodness. Is a, I've, I've been asked to do some work on, on a pretty cool drive through RPG yeah. project. It, the, a project that will be on drive through RPG. Uh, and when I can tell you about it, I will. But it's kind of neat. We'll not, interview you. Man, well, I'm not really doing. I'm not doing that much work on it. But I am. What I'm doing is very cool. So. Okay. And you're you're doing enough to get credited. Though. Yeah, we, so we, we awesome. can talk about it later. Uh, okay. I'm also still working on the Gamers Almanac, which is my personal secret project that at some point we'll talk about. Well, it is have a little bit yeah. ludes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's really it. That's kind of, and then I'm working. So you know yeah. that's kind of work. Yeah, and doing this. Podcast. Well, and we did the Alzheimer's walk. Yeah, we had our the walk to end Alzheimer's this week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I feel like I'm just scraping the barrel trying to come up with stuff that I've been doing. So what have you been? You doing, should take Jason? notes. Yeah. Well, well, I've got some really like tragic news to share. A person that I worked with for a long time, um, they they killed themselves this weekend. I'm sorry. And, sorry. Uh, it's it's pretty upsetting, and it just anytime you hear something like this, it sounds trite, but always remember that. There's somebody in your life you can reach out to if you're having a really bad moment. And no matter how bad things seem, see, try to find somebody. And uh, it's rough. But, but in good news, I just got a, my copy of this cool-looking Jacksonian monster hunting game called Imp of the Perverse. And it looks really fun. And the mm-hmm. quality, like, I haven't had time to really dig in and read it yet. But whoever designed the book is stellar. <laughs> it, it has some really, really fun-looking artwork in it. Yeah. The artwork is fun. The the, the paper is, like, good and heavy. The, and the cover is great, because yeah. the cover's this old... is like a this red fabric. Yeah. Like, from the... Like, an old, crappy, kind of <laughs> Jacksonian-era book would be right. with the gold leaf uh, right. for the, you know, font, where it talks about... It's, yeah. It's, it's a cool. it's a very pretty book to have on yourself, if nothing else. Right? Yeah. yeah. And also, I've been obsessed with the Amber series, which I missed as a kid. And so now I'm going back and listening to all the audiobooks of Amber Chronicles. And I've, of course, as part of that, I downloaded a copy of the role playing game, which is like probably the first widely released diceless game. And so I want to read it too. Right. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. What you yeah. been up to, Carrie? I've been very, very busy. All right. Um, there. Well, so <laughs> no, um, Inktober has I started. I noticed you're like smeared all over with ink. Yeah, yeah. It's like, ee. 
She's um, been wrangling octopi. Yeah, That's true. feels that way. I've been working on Inktober. I've been doing the Magic the Gathering tokens. Right, the ones you were cheating with. It, I'm not cheating. Um, there is a lot of different tokens out there, right. and they're really confusing. What was yeah. the one that you published a picture of today, or was it yesterday? Sorry, well, my sleep schedule was messed that's up. That's okay. So. Well, today, today I posted the picture of the bear. The bear! Yeah. The, oh, man, I love that one. It's my favorite so far. Well, be, but what's, what's fun about the bear is that I decided I wanted to do not do, like, a grizzly bear, because that right. felt like it, that would Everybody be... Is a everyone's going to do a grizzly bear. Not that grizzly bears are bad. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of the bear tokens I can think of are black bears or brown bears. Yeah. Right. And so then I asked Ryan, I was like, do you think I could do a polar bear? And he was like, no, no, that would imply a different series of my, my concern with the polar ice bear, ages right there's right. a bunch exactly there's a bunch of like snow covered land kind of yeah. effects from older sets and right my, my worry about doing a polar bear is that it might lock lock the token into seeming like it was sure snow covered and so i want well fine then i'll do a panda bear the most calm gentle bear on the face of the planet and i managed to get it looking fierce it's like a death bear yeah it, it is, is a, a death, death bear, bear. Yeah, it's little. Its little furry head looks like a skull. It's so I like good. it a lot. It came out yeah. really well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Oh, 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 and then I've got more art news. Dun, dun, dun. On October fifteenth, I have a solo show. So that did work out. All yeah. that's happening. Yeah, I've awesome. got a, a pop-up solo show at Frequency. Frequency. Yeah, Dakota. Every time we talk about my show, Dakota walks up behind us and goes, "Frequency." <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Um, so if, if you're is, in the I Chattanooga, could talk. Yeah. yeah. So if you're in the Chattanooga area on October fifteenth, you should come check out my art show. Seven to eleven p.m. You'll get yes. a free XP. Sure. Yeah. Game of your choice. Of yes. All you have to do is convince your ST to give it to you. No. There you go. There no, you it's go. From on high, we've told them. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, and then other other gaming news. I just finished up a bunch of the. I finished the coin designs. For adventures not wanted, and they're right. up on the wiki, so that's always fun. We need to turn that into a D twenty book one day. Eventually, yeah, I like. I'll, that. I'll, I like I'll, it. I'll, I'll convince Tanya of it eventually. Yeah. And, and I mean, Tanya sent me a bunch of uh, Korean snacks. Yes, hold on. <laughs> there you, you go. Just hear it, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. That was one of the cookies. Such a weird flavor. Did <laughs> I ever tell you about the, that? I probably have a Korean um, cousin. No. Yeah, my my. Is this story going to end up being something I have to edit out? I don't know. <laughs> all, all I know is that my grandfather had a secret Korean wife when he was in the war. Oh, okay. Because he showed my mom pictures years later. Yeah, stuff like that happened a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He went back twice. Wow. Yeah. I think he liked his secret Korean family better than he liked his American family. Well, I mean. Mostly because, you know, he hated his American family. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> You know, the second cookie is way better. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, like, you know what you're to expect yeah, now? Yeah, That's, I kind of okay. like it. Yeah. All right, and then the last bit of gaming news. How do you have room for all of this stuff in your schedule? I'm very busy, I told you. Right? That's why she's wearing a sling now. I am, wearing, I, I am wearing a sling right now on my arm. Um, I played Vampire this weekend in a yeah. LARP. Yeah. Was it awesome? Oh, it was something. <laughs> now there was lots of uh, lots of stuff happened. It was a very busy game. All yeah. the plot and PvP. Yeah. So yeah. perhaps this is kind of timely, but I made the joke at the end of our last episode 
uh, that our topic this week was going to be where is the beep? <laughs> and then like three or four, like two days. Was it a crazy? Right. Like two <laughs> days later after the podcast, you know, published, Wendy's comes up with a role playing game. <laughs> what was really funny is like Jason and I both like messaged Ryan was like, did you know? And I did not. I totally <laughs> did not. Somehow know and not tell us? I totally did not know. <laughs> so I, I do want to say that, you know, while the, the authors aren't credited, it's getting to be where everybody knows who they are. And right. if you have some connection with those people, we desperately want to talk to them. I've reached out to, to a couple of them and have not gotten a response, clearly because they believe that uh, they are far too beneath this show for us to be bothered <laughs> no, with that's interviews. That's true. That's they, obviously they true. They may be on some kind of uh, NDA. Yeah, NDA where they can't do interviews Maybe. about it. Yeah, Maybe it could be true. Maybe they've just got... If somebody wants to come on and pretend they're an author... Maybe their mouths are just so filled with Frosty that they, they can't talk. <laughs> Heck yeah, I'd be paid in Frosty. Right? What if you could have written that and they're like, we're going to pay you this much. And you're like, what? Wait. Instead, yeah. Lifetime Frosty. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be worth it. What Frosty, else? It'd have to be Frosty and Fries. Okay, that's fair. I get yeah. it. I get it. A lot of people dip their fries in mm-hmm. frosting. I know. I don't. But I don't either. They're but good together because sweet and salty. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But right. I hate their cokes now. Get rid of that stupid machine. I it like tastes that terrible. machine. I hate that machine. Okay. Everything tastes the same because it all mixes together and nobody ever cleans it. You are I hate it. So such a drama bomb. It's with that important. Stuff. You're so weird. Yeah. All right, let's go to combat rounds. <laughs> Welcome to Combat Rounds, everybody. In the break, we found out that Carrie may have malaria. No! Or or she may have been bit by a bug. Uh, she said scorpion. We don't know which. I want to be scorpion woman. I think maybe it was a gnome stabbing. They're very small oh and their knives gosh. are short and sharp. Why would they stab me? You know what you did. Oh. You know what you did. Oh. Gnomes. Okay, I'll draw a gnome next. You should do a gnome, and, and you should gnome work token? a gnome-related pun into it. Oh. All right. Well, today's topic is gnome away from home. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to do another ten things episode, but we did not actually intend to do this episode this week. We didn't want to do two ten things episodes in a row. That's math. But uh, the the show that we had planned for today didn't work out. We had a guest lined up, and and things just didn't didn't work out. And he was like, I'm. Better than this. I'll no. do it later. <laughs> I am at Wendy's. <laughs> I told you we couldn't just bring those Wendy authors right? on. Yeah. But anyway, so our the guest that we had scheduled <laughs> they had this brain week. Brain freeze. Right? <laughs> so the guest we had scheduled this week wasn't able to wasn't able to make it, and so we're gonna be doing another ten things show. And if you demand it, we'll keep doing them forever. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Give us topics, people. We'll do it. Absolutely. Ten hey, things. Email I us hate a topic this you. week, uh, and and it, give us a ten things topic this yeah. week today. Let's let's take a look at ten things you can think about right now to make your character better. Let's let's start. Let's let's softball it. Favorite out food the, out the gate. Favorite food. Right? Favorite honey food. and vinegar. Honey and vinegar. Mm. You know, like a you know when you were a kid and you're coughing, they mix that nasty stuff up. Did they do that with y'all? No. Whiskey, mm-hmm. honey, sometimes vine- apple cider vinegar in there too, lemon juice. You had such a weird life. Yeah, it's maybe it's because 
Y'all were from some big city. Maybe it's because we didn't grow up in a holler. I, I did literally grow up in a holler. <laughs> I mean, it literally was a holler. Yeah, I mean, you know, raise your hand if you have running water when you were a child. I, I had running there. water, <laughs> but I did not Streams always have... Streams don't like, count. Did I ever tell you the story about the time Dad stole electricity for three months? <laughs> Uh, anyway, so what's a what's a favorite food of a? I want to know like? how you stole your dad stole. Yeah, no, you oh, can't. You, know, yeah. you want to do that? Okay, so there was a my dad when I was a kid has been trained on like every job because he was the kind of guy that's like mm-hmm. first of all he's a pretty smart dude right he was not always the wisest person but he was always clever and so he's been a pipe fitter he's been a carpenter he's been an electrician all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. so he a little bit of everything electrical work is probably what he was best at. So, as a construction worker, we had a really bad summer. No work. Finally, they turned our power off. Dad let that go for about three days. Then he went out and started, you can do this thing where you flip your meter over. Yeah. And it makes it run backwards. Mm -hmm. At least it doesn't work anymore. And so he would do that. And then he started uh, taking the, you could take the meter off. And there's like two prongs that stick out. And you could just bridge in between them with something. (laughs) <laughs> and so he did that for a while, and uh, he had uh, acquired somewhere a bunch of those little tags that they put on your meter to keep you from doing all these things. Right. Yeah. And so uh, finally, because they go out and check your meter occasionally regardless. Right? Yeah. They figured out that he was stealing electricity. So, you know, like that meter base that's on the side of your house or on a post near your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't have that anymore because they just took the whole thing. <laughs> Because that was the only way to stop him. So the next day, he climbs up to the top of the power pole and runs a line directly from where the electricity comes <laughs> off, you know, the transformer. Oh my God, that's so dangerous. If, you, if you're an electrician, it's, it's certainly dangerous, but it's like... A known danger? It's a known danger, and well, there's the things thing. you can do. You, you know, the, when the power company comes out and has to They do the line, same thing. They don't shut the whole neighborhood off to no. do it. Right, yeah. but... It's so it's just crazy. like that guy would have done, except Dad did it and straight-wired it into the house. No. So at that point, he's mad at him, even though, obviously, he's at fault. But we, yeah. we had barely any money. We were getting, like, government cheese and yeah. mm, borrowing everything cheese. that we could. And he, yeah. Like, we had a pistol when I was a kid. And I didn't realize that pistols were used to shoot people. I thought a pistol was for when you got really broke, you could always pawn it. (laughs) But I didn't know it had any value beyond that. You know what I mean? He never, certainly never used it for anything other than pawning it. Yeah. And uh, so we'd already pawned the pistol and all that money was gone and just everything you could do to scrape by. The bad part is, is he calls him up and says, hey, I need my power turned back on because we finally got a job, right? Yeah. And uh, they kept putting us off forever. It was terrible. Uh, It was like another two or three weeks. And finally, he said, I'm going to go out in the yard because in our yard was one of the power poles that split off. It it fed us and it fed somebody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And in fact, the next person down the road, too. So the power pole that was in our yard fed several houses. And he said, you have no right to have this pole on my property. I don't I don't see any paperwork saying you're allowed to have it. So tomorrow, if my power's not going to hook up, I'm going to go outside and cut it down. <laughs> oh. 
And the next day, we had power. Wow. <laughs> so there. Yeah, it was it was quite an adventure. Dad's life has been very memorable. Yeah, sounds yes. like it. Yeah. So, so favorite food. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All of you have weird, boring lives. It's so strange to me. These cookies are drawing me. <laughs> you have another one of these. All right, so the first thing you can do to make your character more interesting right now is to decide what their favorite food is. Yes, absolutely. Why does this matter? It gives you something to hang a conversation on sometimes. Okay. I like it. How so? I had a long time ago in a LARP, I played a vampire, and obviously vampires don't eat. Right. But I used this anyway where she would talk about what foods she wished she could try. Okay. You know, like, like I had the character obsessed with cereal. She would always talk about how she'd make her ghouls eat golden grams. So she could then eat some of their blood with well, golden no, grams? No, <laughs> just like so she could watch them eat it and try to understand why it was, you know, and it smelled good and, you know, and all it those crunched. It, it hit all those sensations right. for her to at least watch and observe. Mm-hmm. It was always like this great, like, conversation starter. People are like, what do you miss about being human? Cheerios. I never got to eat cereal. You know, and people <laughs> would be like, what? But it was it was really humane, like a humane thing. Right. I think outside of characters that never eat, I think okay. it also can tell you... <laughs> wait, wait. What if, it makes me think of what we, what we do in the shadows when he had to try the pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. think uh, a favorite food can also tell you a lot about a person specifically, mm-hmm. too. Like, if it's a, a food only found in a certain location, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or if it's a certain... Uh, is it healthy? Is it a healthy food? Is it a not healthy food? Um, how do they eat it? Ryan can, can tell you a lot, too. So Ryan, and I'm one of the mushes, played a character that was obsessed with green apples. And he would always have his character eat it and he'd be crunching and the juice would be running down his chin right. and, and he'd talk with his mouth full and it was just like I know everything I need to know about this character he was right kind now. of a big dumb jock and yeah. so it was appropriate that he yeah. would just be like you know I don't care about what's going on here I'm just going to eat disruptively eat this apple because yeah, yeah, it it's loud and disruptive <laughs> um, you know, and, I, and I think that's important like, like it does it tells you a lot about a character it creates texture yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's something to. In a mush, I would say it's something to hang. It, like in art, they say something to hang your pencil on. Yeah, it's like something to hang your pose uh, on. Your pose on, mm-hmm. right? That sounds dirty. It does. Ooh. That's good at number two. <laughs> that sounds good to me. So you wrote this one, in, and all the rest of them I really get, right? Right. Except room to break a sweat. What do you mean that? The thing that you can do to your character right now to make it better is leave some room to break a sweat, and by that I simply mean. Don't have the highest possible skill level in the thing you want to do great. Leave oh. yourself room to work a little to make your successes happen. So you're saying that like if I'm playing a character that's good at like computer hacking, that instead of going ahead and min-maxing my way out You to don't have, have to be the world's best computer hacker. You just have to be competent. You can even be great. Right. But, but you don't have to be the world's best. And maybe you don't have the best computer yet. So there's actually I've actually got a story about that, and the reason why I brought up hacking is because I played Shadowrun a while back, Aww, right? Yeah. And was this before or after your dad got the power back? No, that was <laughs> I didn't get to role play much when I was a kid. It was more about fighting for survival. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. So uh, I played in a Shadowrun game, and I was the hacker. 
And uh, the problem that I had was that because it's a point by system, I could spend all my points and be the best possible hacker. Right. And, you know, I want to say it was 5th edition. I don't remember for 100% sure. But, you know, you could cash in some of your points to get money. Right. So I did that, and I cashed in enough points so that I got the best deck and the best software mm. for all of my stuff. Yeah. And we played for about a year and a half, maybe two years, before the game kind of petered out. Yeah. And I never once in that time got any better at the thing that I loved doing the most. <laughs> because I couldn't. There yeah. Was, there was you nowhere were already, else to go. Yeah. So you kind of cheated yourself out of a little character development. I cheated myself out of a year and a half of character development. I know not everyone agrees with the idea of playing to lose, but there is good role play in sometimes failing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even when it's the thing you're the best at. Right. Oh, Yeah. You know, as my daughter has been so quick to point out a dozen times every day for the last week, even Usain Bolt got beat. <laughs> <laughs> she is so funny. That's Look great, that. though. She's right. like, the fastest man in the world got beat by a woman <laughs> who had given birth ten months before. I'm like, I'm so glad you're proud yeah, of that. That's great. <laughs> it's a it's a cool thing, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, leave you know leave leave a little bit of room on your character sheet for your character to have to work a little to achieve some goals. So I think the other half of that is the fact that because my character was the greatest hacker in the world, my storyteller made. Anytime he wanted to challenge me, it had to be something ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So it meant that every run we went on had a, a super high. Difficulty, so kind of challenge. It skewed your whole group's difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yes, because now I have to be like to beat me because I was the absolute best that you could be in the system. Mm-hmm. Right? He had to throw things at me that were not possible for me yeah. to beat like, at all. Like Dunk Lazar was hacking on yeah, the other right. one, or or that he was using things that were unavailable to PCs beyond just that, mm-hmm. like software that PCs can never reasonably get, right, 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 and things like that. Which meant that instead of me feeling like I was the best at it. I always felt like I wasn't great because I could beat any player or any regular encounter, no problem. But anything, many thing for a plot, yeah, I couldn't win because he had to ramp the difficulty up so yeah. high. I ran a, a Star Trek game, mm-hmm. the old Lug Trek system, the last mm-hmm. unicorn game system, uh, and and my friend Todd played a Vulcan who was like, you know, Mister Spock, super science guy, sure. right? And he was totally min maxed to to that. Right. And I remember like. When there was a, a minor challenge science thing, I would. There were so many times when I would just be like, "Your your skill is so high, you don't even need to roll this. We know that you, your character would just figure this out." Right. Right. Well, that's not fun for me to run, and and in hindsight, it probably wasn't fun for him to play. Right. Like you, I mean, he was excited, like, "Yay, I succeeded automatically because I'm so great." Mm-hmm. But but I mean, part of playing a game it's is rolling those is dice, rolling the dice, or throwing those chops, or or whatever. And and I think that uh, you know when your skill gets to a certain point, a lot of times the people running your game might be more more lenient in whether or not they make you roll or not for certain things, and mm-hmm. so you're kind of also denying yourself an opportunity to feel like you're playing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And fail. Like, you, you need a little room to fail. Yeah. yeah. Right. What else, so, Jason? Give us number three. Three is flaw. <laughs> I think these are all great. This is my favorite. Yeah. I think it's the most important. Mm-hmm. Because in real life, we all have flaws, and a lot of times we're trying to hide them, and maybe mm-hmm. people don't know about them, but it's a thing that moves your character. You know, I was talking about, oh, what's his name? Critical Role Guy. Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. He talked. I told you about how he talked about 
one-dimensional, two-dimensional, three-dimensional characters, and the difference is how much subtext, you know, they have, a flaw, even one that people don't always see, mm-hmm. that makes your character have depth. Because everybody has something. Something they're going through, or something that they have to work around constantly, or something they're just not good at. The thing about flaws I think people forget is that flaws actually tend to be a story themselves. <laughs> they're more than the rest right? of the character. And I don't even mean like a flaw puts you in a situation that creates a new story because no. they do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I mean like where did that flaw come from? People don't have flaws just – I mean typically people don't just have flaws because they woke up one day and they were afraid of snakes. Right. Or whatever. Right. You know, we've talked about this before. The, yeah. the whole opening to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You know, we see why he wears the hat, why he hates snakes, why, you know, and those things. And, and I think that that's, that's a story that's important. I'm going to even say if it's something that you're just kind of born with, like my memory for things like numbers and unfortunately names, obviously, is not great. And it's just something that I've had to think about my whole life. It defines me a little bit that I have to remember that my memory is not great. So right. I have to write more stuff down and think about the fact that I'm not going to remember it if I just try to remember. And I think some flaws can tell you a lot about about the character too, where they're from, where they're, yeah. like, you know, I mean, to really be to oversimplify, but like a character that grew up in the desert might find themselves afraid of the water. Yeah, you know that that, that tells us something about them. Hate sand. Well, and I, I hate sand too. Hate it gets sand. it gets in everything. It gets it's coarse. I, I'm also going to say that all of my really interesting stories have been about the fact that uh, we were super poor as kids. And right. so, like, it defines your positive traits, too. So yeah. because we were really poor and I struggle with some of the... Like, you things, might have a flaw, like, underprivileged youth. Yeah, right. And not I, because I struggle with a lot of those same issues that you have when you don't have money growing up and you have right. no financial stability. Uh, so, like, because of that... I'm kind of a jack of all trades because I've always had to do whatever it took to make a little bit of money. Right. Mm-hmm. And it defines the things that I'm good at, too. My yeah. flaws do. And it's something to think about. Most of the time, people are motivated by the bad things that have happened to them more than the good, which is tragic, but it's also how people work. Flaws, to me, make for the best scenes. Yes. They're, they're so much fun. You know, you don't pick a flaw that you don't want to come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, flaws are kind of like flaws are kind of like secrets in that regard, right? Yeah, you know, like the the LARP I played in this past weekend. Um, mm-hmm. I have a flaw in my sheet where I can't cross running water. Oh, and I my character didn't know about this flaw. Oh, that's fun. And so we were sent to go deal with something at the dam. And so you're like, bloop. Yeah, what? like What's I this? was like. Mm. No, and it completely threw the whole scene on its side, right. but in a good way. You know, and it involved other people because then everyone else had to go deal with the thing while I was, you know, crying off your, to the side yeah. and going, "Why can't I do this?" And, you know, and it, it was just a lot of fun. You know, and it also involved other people. Like flaws that can involve other people are better. So, if it could be said that attention is a desirable thing at a game. Having a good flaw is played well. Yes, is certainly a way to garner some of that. Yeah, you need to make sure that your I flaw mean, isn't a "look at me, look at me" all the time thing. But but if, every once in a while, mm-hmm. you can scream and jump out of the car because you can't cross running right. water. You know, it's okay. You get to be the center of attention, mm-hmm. especially if you play it well. Yeah, and no, I didn't, but of course not. No, no. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty average. I'm. Pretty yeah, average. I'm all right. 
Number four, sort of connected to a flaw, but I think in addition to having a flaw, your character should also have a fear. Mm -hmm. Something they're afraid of. You know, I've played characters that I would say were fearless before, and I've begun to believe that was a mistake. Everybody should have something. But couldn't a fearless character actually fear failing? Yeah. If you had, if I had been smart enough at the time to build that subtext in, it would have been way better. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> but everyone is afraid of something. Yes. Even even the fearless folks. Right. There's mm-hmm. something. Except Hal Jordan. <sighs> he's the man without he's fear. He's the man without fear. No, that was Daredevil. I think they're both fearless, aren't they? I don't know. Dare, well, anyway. Daredevil that's not is my, the man without fear. I, I grew up Marvel. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Daredevil's Marvel. Whatever then, I don't know. Look, it's not Ninja Turtles. I'm afraid of being wrong right now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So, what other fears do you think would be really good in a game, Carrie? Well, obviously any phobia works. Right. Um, I I, I think that phobias of things that are are in the universe that you are going to run across are always better. Because, you know, it always sucks when people are like, I'm afraid of clowns. Well, there's no clowns in this universe. I know. Well, oh, well, good for (laughs) you then. And I also, to comment, that when we use phobias, we should be sensitive to the fact that it's a real thing. Yes. So be aware that mental illness, while it can make for great role play, is also something we need to be very sensitive about. I think fears, having having a fear of something that is inconveniencing Mm -hmm. is more powerful than having a fear of something that is incapacitating. Yes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 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 Because it's going to come up more probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and there's more to role play with something being inconvenient as opposed to something being incapacitating. It also gives you that moment to overcome it. Right. Because I like I do have to stop and maybe spend a willpower or something. Well, if something... Which you should role play out. if, If a fear is so bad that it's incapacitating... Uh, you are literally, you know, you're, you're B.A. Baracus from the A-Team. They're just knocking you out and putting you on the yeah. helicopter. Which is fun right? TV, but not fun for you. Well, mm-hmm. it's fun for the rest of the group, maybe. Yes. But, but it isn't fun. It's or, not fun to roleplay Or it's that. tedious. Or it's a pain oh, in the ass. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Crap, we got to figure out how we're going to knock out. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. T. <laughs> Mr. T again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas if it's incapacity, or if it's, whereas if it's inconvenient... Then you actually get to role play tricking him onto the plane, or you role play the struggle, right? Yeah. Dealing with what with what so, with what it is. So, like Indiana Jones with the snakes, he hates snakes, but he's he, clearly terrified by them. Right. But it never actually stops him from doing the thing that he, he has, has to do. Yeah, right. he just has to do deal it deal with it differently, right? And mm-hmm. maybe you got to do it differently. Maybe you got to overcome it. Uh, but that's drama instead of shutting the game down, right? Or yeah. shut, just shutting your character down, right? Yeah. yeah. What else? Uh, give us another thing that, that you can do right now to make your character cool. Oh, their voice. I, what do you mean? What do you, what do you mean, <laughs> their voice? No. I think Carrie does a great job of this with some of her oh, characters. Oh, God, no. no I, sound uh, like, like I, sound like, I sound like a Muppet all the time when well, I Well, yeah, play. the Muppets are amazing. <laughs> I actually, a lot the of best people, voice actors, period. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but when I run your... I, you have a special microphone, and I have to run it through an, anti, <laughs> an anti-Muppet filter. <laughs> It's true. The, I run it through software called Menomina. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. So voice, uh, when you talk about voice, what do you mean? Well, th- there's a lot of layers to that. You it's know, not it's, just a funny voice. It's not just the... Literally how Literally they how they talk. Uh, Though it is their, that. It is that. It's also their speech patterns. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, if you have a character that says a lot of catchphrases. Right. Um, you know, like when swear words. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Do they swear? Do they not? They, you know, someone who says, gosh, darn it. You're telling that, us something that about you, you're telling they? a lot about a person. D- Data on Star Trek mm-hmm. never used contractions. contractions. Right? And it made his speech sound different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of aimed for that monotone we was speaking. Not right? quite. Just yeah. a little. Yeah. And I th- so I th- voices is not just the sound. Of your voice, literally. Mm-hmm. Voice is also, you know, the how you talk, mm-hmm. what you say. I, th- I also think that it can be when you talk. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my dad is very quiet. He, yeah. he doesn't say anything. I've met your dad several times. I don't know what his voice sounds like. But when he talks... We don't either. <laughs> but when he talks, it's because he has something to say. Sometimes it's just because he th- thinks he's funny. Right. Uh, but But... Usually it's just because he's got something to yell at my mom. <laughs> my grandfather was the same way. But Barely that tells, ever talked. But boy, that tells you a lot about because it. Because it'll be hours. Mm-hmm. And, and he'll say something. And then like, he'll just be like, zing. And you're like, whoa, where, where did, did that, that come right? I've been sitting on this one. But in my dad's case, what it tells you is that he's a 70-something-year-old man who served in Vietnam. And so he carries that baggage. And so he's quiet and would rather work with his hands than work with people. Because, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. that's... That is super indicative of people his age. And it's who, telling you a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the same is true, like, you know, does your character start talking because when they get nervous? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. just talk now because I don't want this. I don't want there to be silence right now because I'm nervous. Those can be very difficult characters to, to do play, well. To do well, but they're really effective when you nail it. I, I played one with Jason. Who babbled? Yes, your my my Ravnos. Yes, your Ravnos. And um yeah, and she would she would babble. Mm-hmm. I mean, and to the point where I just go, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. and people would finally go stop. Yeah, just stop. We're letting you go. Yeah, because you won't stop talking. You know. So tone and accent is important, but also think about you know the the words, the types of words they use, and when they talk, and how they say those things. And what they say, because those things can can really matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, like if your character has a very soft voice, people immediately will like. I have a I have a character right now that has a very soft voice. She talks like this the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm just, it's just a little higher than my normal voice. It's mm-hmm. not anything, but like I had people walk up and go, "Your character's an adult, right?" Because you cha- it doesn't because take much. It doesn't, you know, it's just a little bit higher. And they were like, I want to make sure that you're not playing a kid. Right. And I was like, oh, no, no. Right. I was, oh, no. I am going to give a, a counter to this one, though, mm-hmm. a slight one. You know, we talked a little bit about when, when a character talks tells you about a character mm-hmm. also. If you decide your character doesn't speak, you decide you want to play my dad, mm-hmm. right? Be considerate of those around you because... Uh, if my dad was a character in a LARP, no one would want to role play with him yeah. because they would never have a chance to talk to him. Right? Because it, it, it would That's be role play <laughs> hours. It'd be hours of sitting around awkwardly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so, so you know, just kind of be. This kind of comes to that whole thing that we that we talk about a lot. Just you know, be. You want to play something that you want to play, but also that's going to fit with your group, right? You know, I've um I've played a character that was pretty quiet. I mean, I've also played mute characters sure. before, but that's different as well. Um, but like in in a mush, if you've got a character that's quiet, have them grunt, have them any kind of noise or agreement, or you know, like like a he grunts acknowledging he heard what you said. 
Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Then that's part of the conversation. You can still interact. Yes. I, I played a mute character once, and when I got done, I realized that while it could be a very powerful experience sometimes, mm-hmm. that it might have been a mistake because a lot of people just didn't interact with me because mm-hmm. it was too much work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I think that if you play a mute character, it needs to be tangent with someone else. Oh, that's a good idea. Because then you either have somebody who talks for you or somebody who fills the gap. Yes, exactly. And that helps a lot. Some of the people felt like to role play with my mute character, they had a XP penalty because they had to learn sign language. Yes, yeah. So they're like, I don't want to spend XP just to interact with you. Just to talk to Jason. There's 50 other people at this Mm -hmm. game. I'm just going to mess with them instead. (laughs) All right, the next thing, uh, number six, uh, something to think about that, that will help make your character better is have your character have something that you need to research in real life. I love this one. So learn something new. Yes. And then that way that character has some special knowledge that you didn't really have before. Right. Did you know that the the Latin word for uh, bottlenose dolphin is lagnarinkus obliquidens? No, I didn't know that one. The I was reason, hoping I was going to be able to say yes, but the I, reason yeah. the reason that I know that is because <laughs> I played a character that was a marine biologist, right? And as part of that, for it to be even mildly believable, I had to do a little bit of of research. You did more than a little bit of research. I though. was trying to not sound like a dork. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this: the the really key word here was when you said to be a little believable. A lot of us talk about immersion and what levels mm-hmm. and stuff that we want in our games and right. things like that. The biggest immersion breaker for me is when somebody says, and then I go, blah, and that's just a bunch of sciencey stuff. Or something like that where they skip the role play part yeah. and they just <laughs> lean into, well, I've got this skill, so acknowledge that yeah. I did this. Blah. And I'm like, if you'd spent five minutes looking at Google. It, yeah, most it would have made such a much better right? scene. Most of us operate at a skill level of zero. Talking about marine biology. Right. And so for me to operate at a 0.5 marine biology. You're an expert now. I'm an expert in this room of of, of gamers. And that's all it takes. Just a little. Right? And so, uh, and and it's also, I'll tell you something else. It's going to make you like your character more. Uh, because because it's it's something fun. It's a this is gonna sound weird, but we like people that we have things in common with, right? Mm-hmm. And suddenly you have this weird thing that's in common with your character mm-hmm. because you're learning Both about no marine biology together, right? Right. <laughs> well, and also if your role playing game can make you learn something, mm-hmm. you know. We're showing all of our parents up. Aha, I'm <laughs> learning that? something while I play D and D. I showed you. Yeah, like there's another aspect to it as well. Um, anything you can do to sort of divorce yourself mentally from your character, so that I mean, we've had discussions about bleed and things like that before, but the ability to step away from who you are and into who they are. One of the ways you can do that is that person really being different. And one way is different is that they know things that Mm -hmm. you didn't know. Right. Yeah. And I know that's a long way around to say that it, the more different your character is from yourself, sometimes the easier it is to divorce yourself from things that happen to them. Right. If that's something that you need or want. Yeah. What's next? Um, You need to be, (laughs) have something relatable. So what do you mean by that? Ryan, you wrote this one. Yeah, Ryan, you wrote this one. Tell us, Ryan. I don't know. All right. Okay, we'll just skip it. Yeah, because none of us can. (laughs) So do you mean by that something like uh, other people can understand your character? They get 
who this person is because they have stuff in their life like that too, maybe. Yes. I think that it's important that if, if, so this is, this ties a little bit into like when we were talking about, about my dad's silence. Right. Right. Like if there was nothing relatable about him, that silence is a character killer. Right. Okay. And so there has to be something about your character that is relatable to the characters around you. Or else you're going to sit there bored all night. Okay. Can I tell the thing that's relatable about your dad? Is it because okay. you sure. both smoke like a chimney? No. He likes... He's a Trekkie. That's he, right. I forgot. He loves Star Trek. Yeah. Like, he won't say anything, but he'll come into our house, sit down, and turn on the ABC... Or the... the Star, yeah. The CBS The app. CBS app, because he doesn't have it at home. And then he'll be so like... he's trying to watch Discovery. Like, every time he comes and visits us, he watches, like, three episodes. And and, and it's so funny because he'll be real quiet. Then he'll go, what's going on with the Klingons? And you're like, oh, okay, I can talk to you about that. My my dad has seen at the movie theaters exactly nine movies. <laughs> guess which I, nine? I, I believe it. I believe and it. guess who went to see them with him? Right. Right? Yeah. It, it's the... It's the I and mean, y'all don't really have a lot in common. No, we don't. My dad is very... Is a lot more like you, Jason. Yeah. He's very handsy. <laughs> yeah. You know it, <laughs> No, but my dad is... Uh, uh, um, you he's know, a hands-on kind of guy. He's a carpenter, an electrician, an engineer, and all of those yeah. things. And, you know, doesn't know how to spell the word the. Yeah. Right? And But he can build anything he wants to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yeah, he's MacGyver. Yeah. Right? And so, but, but the one thing we could relate to on was I always took him to see the new Star Trek movie. Right. And, and so it's important. You know, your character has to have something that's relatable or no one is going to ever want to interact with them, no matter how unique or special or odd or whatever you're trying to do with your character, no matter how much you bury them in a, you know, in a corner, in a trench, uh, whatever you're doing, how you box them in, there's got to be something that somebody can relate to. Absolutely. And you know what? It's also, this is going to sound weird. It's good life advice. When you're at work or with a group Mm -hmm. of people that you're sort of obligated to be around, there's always something right. that you have in common. Yeah. It may just be work. I have something to talk about with people. I always think about... Uh, so remember my storyteller that put demons in the Star Wars game? Yes. All right. Well, he also always had to play a demon. <laughs> Anytime we played, more characters are demon. So right. anyway... Uh, and so you talked to him about like, demonology a lot? Well, the problem with... One of the, one of the things I always remember is that he would make a character who was like this evil demon struggling to become good again, right? But the evil side of him was so strong that the way he would deal with the outside world is he wouldn't talk. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't communicate with people. He would just do what needed to be done. Didn't feel like he had to explain it Mm -hmm. or relate to the rest of the party in any capacity. And we would sit around that table playing Dungeons and Dragons. And when his character did something, we would all just like sigh and roll our eyes because there was nothing for us to connect with it. Right. Yeah. It just it was happened. Like, he, this thing just happened. All right. Well, now we're going to spend the next hour cleaning this shit up. Right. Yeah. Right. And it was the most annoying thing ever. And of course, nobody would tell him because this was back in the days where everybody was afraid, you know, that if you make the guy that runs the game mad that you'll right. never have a game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, but anyway, it was, but, but you've got to have something relatable or else you're just baggage. Mm-hmm. Don't be baggage. Don't be baggage. That's not a good character. So if you want to have a good time, you have to be able to have a good time with the rest of the group. Yes. Carry your own baggage. Carry 
Carry each other's baggage. That's right. right. Carries my own baggage. Carries your own baggage. Whoa. Whoa, wait, what? <laughs> Whoa. All right, number eight. Mm-hmm. Number eight is have a habit. Yeah, I like that one. Be, That's why all my characters pick their nose. No, don't it's do It's not that role playing if it's real. I know. I thought you were going to say all your characters were nuns. No. No. Hey, Do you feel bad that you missed that one? in the habit. Yeah. Uh, I like it. I do want to So why are habits now. important? I like how you Because they're nun clothes. <laughs> they, you don't want naked you nuns? Started, hmm. No, habits. <laughs> I think habits kind of fall in the same concept as having a favorite food. You know, it, it can give you something to kind of base a scene on to mm-hmm. start with. Uh, so it's like a role play hook. Yeah. Like, here's something I'm going to be It's doing. almost like... Wearing, putting on a costume for a character. Mm-hmm. Sure. But since, like, at a tabletop game, or you're not wearing a costume, it's a, it's something little you can do mm-hmm. that's like having a costume. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And at a LARP, there's sometimes when you just happen to be, there's nobody for you to talk to or anything to interact with, and you're just yourself. If you do one of these things that you're, that's your habit... First of all, you're generating a little like personal role play, and that mm-hmm. can be a lot of fun. Like I, you have a character that journals with like crazy drawings and stuff, mm-hmm. and I used to have a character that slowly tore apart his journal because he was <laughs> yeah. had tons of anxiety, uh, and it lets you express them at the same when you're not talking to somebody. And I'll tell you what, it is fascinating to watch people do that. Mm-hmm. It becomes a moment for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's also a little thing that can make your character seem deeper than it really is, too. Yes. Like, and I don't mean I don't mean to trivialize the character having a habit, but if you've got a character that's not real deep, because let's be honest, just sometimes we don't have time. Yeah, yeah. you maybe you don't have time. Maybe it just didn't come together like you wanted or whatever. But if your character, you can give that character a habit, and it can kind of. give the impression of there being something there, mm-hmm. yeah. even if there isn't. But what's great about habits, though, is that there also can be pretty easily something more there. Right. Right. You know, why Why do they keep a journal? Why does he tear his journal up? Where did mm-hmm. he get the journal? Mm-hmm. You know, th- why is he tearing that shirt apart? Yeah, thanks, Drew, Drew Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving pieces everywhere. Yeah, that was the worst. <laughs> Drew came in on one of our games and his character tore his shirt up. And I don't know what was worse, the fact that there was little pieces of shirt everywhere or the fact that by the end of the game he was naked. Uh, he wasn't naked. <laughs> wasn't naked. I, I also think that um, having a habit is a quick, like, when people go, you know, the character Ryan played. Right. The, the, the one who twitches. Oh, oh, you know, well, or, okay, yeah. Because you know, that's how I, like, when you think about a book, mm-hmm. if you think about, you know, any character in a book, a habit is the thing you, the first thing that pops in your head. Right. For, uh, like, like I always think, when I think of the uh, habit, the best example is in the Wheel of Time mm-hmm. series. Uh, I always say her name wrong. Nenave. I don't know. There, there, there's a character that has a her her character always has a her hair in a big braid mm-hmm. and when she gets nervous or mad she she like grips her braid while she talks mm-hmm. and will and will yank on it not hard enough to hurt her but like more like yeah. like I'm doing this so I don't punch somebody mm-hmm. and like I always think of that cuz that was so powerful I can't tell you anything else about that character but you know she yanks her but I remember the braid thing right i watched a television series a few years ago with my wife and there was a character who was always working on his nails. 
Mm. Not like colors or anything, but like he trimmed them yeah, obsessively. Yeah, cleaning them. And he clear-coated them a little bit, buffed them constantly. And it all come down to the fact that he was a very fastidious person, which I think I just said wrong. But anyway, uh, and it said a lot about who he was. Mm-hmm. And they even related it back to the other characters because most of them knew that he was obsessed with his personal appearance, in yeah. particular his nails. And one of the characters that he was a rival of gave him this really expensive nail kit but it was obviously a gesture, like, hey, I get you. Yeah. And so he gave him that, and it, it kind of created an alliance mm. for, for a time because they understood each other. Right. And so in LARP or any role-playing game, having that special habit that other people interact with, it can create moments, and it can also create moments where they can share with you the thing that you're obsessed with. Yeah. So... What about emotions? Number nine, emotions. Nine. Let your character have emotions. I, I shouldn't be playing the emotionless serial killer. No. 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 It's okay to emote. It's okay to not emote, but still have emotions. Mm-hmm. But just have them. Oh, my gosh. Characters that don't have emotions are so boring to be interacting with. Yeah. The only thing that makes Spock really interesting is the fact that he's constantly express, uh, suppressing his emotions. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that Leonard Nimoy could pull it off. Oh, yes. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy was right. so good. But the interesting thing about Spock wasn't that he supposedly had no emotions. It was that he did. Yeah. And he was constantly hiding them. Right. Not well. No, not well. It was just, <laughs> he was... Trying struggling. to struggling, and you know what? That's most of us are like that. Mm-hmm. We've got way more going on inside than we have outside, and that can be very fascinating for a character, right? Fascinating. And fascinating. if your character is going to be realistic at all, they have to feel a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if what, even if they, I mean, even if they suffer from some sort of mental illness in which they feel differently mm-hmm. or muted, is, right? Or, or you know, perhaps not. In the traditionally expected way okay. from so, a situation. Well, it could even be like if you're playing vampire and there's different paths that kind of define who you are and your emotions are different when you're on those paths. Right. You should put a little thought into what does that mean? Yeah. How do I express that? We wouldn't normally think that, that, that you know, encountering death should evoke emotions of being upset. Mm-hmm. But this character might see death and it makes them laugh. It's right. funny to them. Well, that's fine. It's at least an emotion. Yeah. It gives gives something to to understand. And even if you underplay it a little bit, it should be there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a, you know, back to that thing about making characters with more uh depth. This is one of the ways. Right. Well, and it's also a way for people to relate to you. Because mm-hmm. if you are are wooden and have no emotion, like what is there to hook into? Yeah, why yeah. would I even want to talk to this character? Right. Yeah. It's also kind of the difference, like, we can play D&D as a board game, or we can play it as a role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. And if I want to play it as a board game, that's great. Yeah, right? you don't have to have emotion, although I there's have, always a lot of well, emotions I'm with board games. Well, i anyway. But if you want to play as a role-playing game, then you should role-play. Right. And that's emotionally, you know, that emotional experience. Yeah. All right, what's our last one? Secrets. Shh, shh, secrets. Okay. And you know what our rule about secrets is? Don't have them unless... You want them to be exposed, mm-hmm. not are willing for them to be exposed, uh-huh. but you want them to be exposed. The thing about a secret is it's not actually a secret unless someone finds out. Right. Right. It, a secret, this is going to be a weird thing, but a secret does not actually exist 
Until someone learns it. Right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It should be a thing that other people want to know and find out eventually. It can be in the third act. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it could be the big reveal. That's Here's fine. another great But it should be there. Another great thing is that if you're playing in a party that is is gelling together, mm-hmm. right? Your secret can become the party's secret. Oh yeah. And now you're tighter. More interesting. Now we all have to go save mom. Right? We can't let anybody find out about what Carrie did. That's right. <gasps> because we With love the gnomes. We love Carrie and the gnomes. Oh, the gnomes. The gnomes. Right? It also we play one of You're the You're the only thing worse drama. than gnomes. Carnival people. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. Smell of cabbage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Wait, we might have some carnival people that listen. They're not on the Patreon though, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to issue a formal apology <laughs> to all of the carnival people that do listen. Okay. But not the ones that don't. Not the ones that don't. Okay. The ones that don't. No. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So what, what's a cool secret that you've had that's come out? And why was that great? So my last vampire character uh, had a secret that became something nobody ever said, but it turns out many people figured out. But my oh, last yeah, my yeah. last vampire was the Baron of the Anarchs in Chattanooga, and so right. he was like in charge of the Anarchs and was a very loud, rambunctious, uh, attention-getting character. And he was also completely illiterate. All right, he yeah. Had, he had spent his he had spent his entire life uh, commanding people to read things for him, or like faking it in the way people in the fifties had faked it, because right. yeah. that was when he was embraced and when he became a vampire and stuff. And so he had spent his whole life and just never learned how to read. Mm-hmm. And so people people would send him text messages during game, like they were like, and they'd be like, "I'm being attacked." And, and they'd send him a text, and he'd just not answer. I'd, I'd, I'd pick up my phone, and I'd look at it, and then I'd put it back. Because my phone would vibrate. Yeah, so and I knew something was on the screen. I wanted the people around me to know that when my phone vibrated, I looked at it. Because, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I can read. I yeah, totally, yeah, I totally yeah, read yeah, this. I'm totally reading this right now. Right. And then I'd put it back in my pocket. And then later, I would go home and ask my ghoul to, hey, read me what these texts are. Oh, that's He's how dying. that guy died. <laughs> well, I hope that worked out okay. <laughs> you, know? you know, that ties into a bunch of these. You've got a flaw that you can't read. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got a fear, because obviously you don't want anybody to find out. Right? Because mm-hmm. And it was so silly because my character was in charge of half the city. Yes. But... but if people saw me as someone who couldn't read, mm-hmm. my my empire crumbles. Yeah. It also tells a lot about when the character was embraced. Right. And the fact that as time went on, suddenly he's like, oh, no, this is a big deal. And I don't know how to fix it. It's too late. Well, it's and, too late and what was great is the, the other anarchs started to figure it out. Right. And they would never tell him, but they'd work around it. Like, because it's instead, embarrassing for them, too. Well, right. So instead of texting the Baron, they text the person next to him, mm-hmm. hey, tell the Baron this. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and so, like, it was really, like, the the whole... Uh, Anarch- Anarch's movement secret. Secret, yeah. yeah that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's not really, like, something dark. Like, you didn't push a woman off a cliff accidentally or anything or, you know, rob a bank that time. Right. You have a, a thing that you consider a personal failing in... You have to hide it. Yeah, I think that that that's one of the things about secrets is that people think uh, a lot of a lot of gamers think that a secret needs to be like my dad is Darth Vader, 
right? Right. Those can be good, and the, and those are great secrets. But that's if fine. everyone's dad is Darth Vader, you're that all would... siblings, and that's weird. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. If we're going to play in a really big game when everybody's going to turn out to be the the child of the same person, mm-hmm. I'm in. That's the game I'm going to play. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Somebody run that for me, <laughs> Dan. Dan Comstock. If you listen to this episode, Village yeah. of Idiots, they're dumb because they're all inbred. <laughs> <laughs> The adventurers. That's what it is. All the adventurers are coming here because they've been thrown out of their city yeah. because somebody found out that they're all the same. By the person. way, oh, Carrie, are you and, and, and Tanya? Are you gonna? Or are you guys suing him for stealing your, <laughs> your adventurers? Not wanted. I no, no. But we may make him give us a free ticket. Okay, no, that would be oh. great. I'm definitely going. If 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 the only thing you know, you happen, though, it's in Connecticut. That's okay. <laughs> if you go, you have to. To refer to it as connect the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't say it any other way. In game. No. <laughs> but yeah, I think the, uh, I think we, we forget or we assume that secrets have to be these huge, giant things. But some of the best secrets are tiny. And they are, they are world destructive and tiny. Yes. Well, and, and like in real life, how many times have you finally confessed something to somebody, like a close friend, like... I've got to get this off my chest. Right. And you tell them, and they're like, that's that's nothing, man. Or they go, I knew. That, or, yeah, oh. or like, it's not a big deal. And so a lot of times these secrets are things that, like, really you're carrying it. Right. But nobody else cares. I went to school with, uh, with a guy who, like, after college came out of the closet. Sure. Uh, and confessed to his best friend, you know, that he was gay. Mm-hmm. And... And her response was, uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. Because we all knew. Yeah. We had all known for a dozen years, you know? Yeah. And then he was pissed. He was like, why didn't any of you tell me? I've been struggling trying to figure this Aww. stuff out for ten years. Aww. <laughs> yeah, I, Aww. I, I uh, know a guy who had a similar experience. When he came out to his two best friends, they're like, yeah, that explains some things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And okay, then you're almost, he's almost mad. Then he's mad and disappointed. Like, what do you, you don't. What? Yeah. This is a thing. Yeah. This is a big thing for me. You mm-hmm. guys don't care. Yeah, so have a secret. Yeah. Oh my God. Have a secret and have it be interesting. Yep. Regardless if it's big or little. In- interesting is not the same, is not necessarily tied to size. No. no. Size does not matter. Uh, that's <laughs> not yes, what I was told. <laughs> All right, so the 10 things you can do right now to make your character better is have a favorite food, have some room to break a sweat, have a flaw, a fear, think about their voice. Have something that you can research, have something relatable, have a habit, have emotions, and have secrets. Yeah. And 11, listen to this podcast. That will help you have a better It's character. true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, just in game, but in life. <laughs> All right, let's go to game wrap. <laughs> Welcome to Game Wrap. Wow, what a what a wonderfully mediocre episode. That oh, is. come oh my on. Gosh. Oh. He's expressing his emotions. This is his version That's of roleplay. Right. Yeah. Wrong. Stop it. Well, yeah. if you like the show, you can find us at honorrollpodcast.com. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher and all those places where you can find podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can so follow like us on Twitter. Games. We'd love for you to follow us on Twitter. What's our Twitter numbers at now? Five? Six? Six. Ooh. You can find us at Honor Roll Podcast there on Twitter. You can go to Facebook.com slash groups slash Honor Roll Podcast. You can always send us an email at hosts at Honor Roll Podcast.com. And, of course, we're on Patreon at Patreon.com slash Honor Roll Podcast. Hey, don't forget, everybody post what top ten article you want. 
Yeah. <laughs> What's the yeah. listicle episode you want next? The listicle episode. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then our next episode is going to be the top ten lists that our listeners want. Oh, I like it. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> so we need at least ten lists for our listicle listicle. Yeah. Oh, no. This is getting And then we'll do the, like, the ten-year anniversary listicle listicle listicle. Oh, <laughs> we're not doing this for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You said two years originally, and here we are. Oh. Uh, yeah. All right, Jason. Well, you get uh, you get 19 experience points. Whoa. That's one for each ohm of electricity that your father stole. Oh, he stole way more than that. Really? Yeah. You don't understand what ohms means, but that's okay. I don't. Okay. I don't understand. Is that, should I have said volts? No, nah, that doesn't work either watts. for what you're trying to say. Should I have said watts? Watts is closer. Giga, you're getting there. Giga clicks. Giga clicks. Giga clicks. What? <laughs> I think he stole around, I don't know, 1.21 gigawatts. I don't know. Maybe it sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You get one XP. Uh. <laughs> Carrie, you get 37 experience points. Oh, my. How about 37? 37. Yeah. So I used a complicated system of mathematics that you would not understand. Oh, that's fair. To determine that number. Are they gigawatts? No. Okay. Nope. Good times. Good times. All right. Well, join us next week when our topic is the story of ketchup. Mm. Until then. Ketchup uh, the LARP. I am Ryan the curmudgeon. Joining me was Carrie the legend and, of course, Jason the favorite. Remember, the only way to win at a role-playing game is to have fun. Have fun. Thank you.